I gotta get some working on those you're cornhole a, boards. Gotta, you're a big cornholer. I'm a I'm a long time cornholer, Mark. Um, <laughs> shameless cornholer. Hello, I'm Justin. I'm Mark. We're the J-Pops. And we are attempting parenting in Japan. Welcome to episode 66. Today we're talking about toddler YouTube recommendations. But first, the updates. Mark, take it away. How is Koda-chan doing? Koda is doing good, but before I get into his updates, I should say, Moe's mom is finally here. Oh, wow. Well, we have a grandma in the house. Grandma in the house. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. She got here Tuesday. She drove over from Chiba. It took her two days to drive over. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's been good. I think there's some adjustment for her because it's like she was staying in a house where it's just her and two cats. And then suddenly it's like, oh, God, there's this crazy toddler running around. And yeah, yeah. some adjustment period. That must be a couple of hours out of the day, at least, where Coda's having grandma time and you can sneak away and Moe can sneak away and take care of some business. Uh, no. Okay. No, I don't think it's going to be that kind of situation. I don't know if she's comfortable in that, like, type of situation yet. Mm -hmm. So we're kind of easing her into it. Mostly just like her and Moe will like pick him up from daycare or like hang out with him together. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. She'll be here till December ish. And I'm not really sure what she's going to be comfortable with yet. So. Wow. Till December. So that's uh, three plus months. Yeah. That's great. It's a good chunk. Uh, If she just hates it, she might leave sooner. So who knows? <laughs> yeah. That'll be a real indictment on the grandkids if grandma gets run out of town early. That's not good. To be fair, it's a hard age to deal with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of physically like moving them around and holding and luckily, you know, we get a lot of grandmother support and at least I'd say two or right. three times a week, uh his grandmother picks him up from daycare. And then brings mm. him to our house. And uh, even if we get home from work, say five or five thirty, she'll just stay until six. So mm. then we can like run off, and that's when I'll get down to the workshop, make a couple of cuts on something that I'm doing, and you know, right. come back up. So you can just incrementally get a bit of stuff done, do some laundry folding yeah. or whatever. And she's having full on grandmother time. It's a yeah. real lifesaver. I hope we get to that level at some point. I know when Moe goes to the hospital to get. Um... When Emma comes out, then it'll just be like me, Coda, and Grandma for about a week. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm hoping I get some time that's not just Coda in the daycare time. Yeah. Because I want him to have Grandma time, too. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what she's comfortable with. I don't want to force her into something if she's not super keen on it. <laughs> yeah. I always recommend to people to take advantage of the grandparents' help. And then if, right. say, you had the choice between, oh, my my mom said she'll come help us out for maybe a month, maybe two months. But I don't know, two months, two seems long. Let's go for one. I think that's a mistake. I think you always yeah. maximize because like, yeah. to have an extra pair of hands on deck to do meals and anything just take the kids off your hands it just frees up so much time to do stuff you need to do at the house so 
right? Um, just get over any fears of suddenly there being another person in the house or in-laws or whatever. It doesn't matter. Just get the help. I would say also like get them over there young, like when the, when the kids are young. Yeah. So they kind of acclimate to them a little easier. Yeah. Cause basically Coda hasn't spent more than like a couple weeks with grandma mm-hmm. in his whole life. And suddenly she's here now and staying with us and, so it's kind of an adjustment for him being a, almost a year and a half now where he's like, uh, you're just going to leave me with this person. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah, get it, get it done early. So they, they grow accustomed to them and feel more comfortable with them. Well, that's a massive update for the whole household, but yeah. What do you got? Kid yeah. specific. Coda is 17 months today, actually. Made it happy, happy monthly birthday. Uh, he's still not talking much, but babbling and making sounds a bunch, but the dude is just like, he's almost a sprinter now. Oh yeah. Dude, he is so fast. Like once they learn to walk, they just start running. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. <laughs> and it's like, like you'll, you think you can just turn around and kind of go into the next room and then you'll be fine. But he's already on your knee on your heels at that point. <laughs> yeah. It's like the Dilophosaurus attacking Dennis Nedry. I mean, you turn around. You lost me. You lost me. <laughs> Jurassic Park, man. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. The one that okay. spits the venom. He's in the car oh, right. as soon as he turns around. The venom um, guy. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was unnaturally fast, though. That guy was. Yeah. He, yeah. He was. <laughs> Just like your son. Oh, that's true. One yeah. And the same. Yeah. We had a checkup today, though, for Emma. She's 37 weeks now. And doing very well i guess she's right in the mid-range for weight still about 2700 grams and all the measurements check out good they did the like the heart check where moa has to lay down for like 20 minutes and then they put that band over her stomach so they can monitor the heart Mm. and she's good nice strong heart they said and then i had to go to this checkup because i guess there was some like paperwork i had to sign and they had to cover some of the the procedures on the day of the C-section. Mm-hmm. But Moe was running around. She had to do like x-rays and get blood drawn and get that heart monitor checked and then do an ultrasound and then go and talk to her another lady about everything. So overall, it was just me sitting and playing on my phone for like a couple hours. <laughs> yeah, that's good. The ideal doctor's <laughs> visit right there. I, I guess so. Yeah. Everything was okay, though. Nothing nothing went wrong and uh yeah it's gonna be i think like the situation you had when nico was born like you got to like see him through the glass and then kind of wave to ayumi Mm -hmm. i think that's the situation i'm gonna get this time they've relaxed their covid policies just slightly so Mm -hmm. now i can actually see them on the day which seems like a bunch of shit to me i'm just like oh for fuck's sake yeah (laughs) and then like she's in there for the week and i'm allowed to go and drop stuff off so i can see her on the day of the c-section and that's fine but i cannot see her any other day while she's in there all i can do is hand a bag over and then that's it Mm. do you hand the bag to her do you hand the bag to like a nurse at the no i gotta go to like this kiosk down on the first floor and then they take it and bring it upstairs to the maternity ward wow so you're just ferrying a bag and dropping basically, it off yeah. yeah basically but 
there's a loophole because oh. she is allowed to go to the little convenience store that's in the hospital anytime she wants, basically. I thought you were going to say she's allowed to take smoke breaks outside. Well, that too. <laughs> you should see if you can work that It's out. a smoking room, so. <laughs> oh, good. That's good. He demanded a smoking room. <laughs> but no, she's allowed to like go down to the little store anytime she wants. And the store is just right next to an exit in the hospital. So I can just walk in and be there. That's so weird. <laughs> it's like supervised visits, like a prison or something like that. Cafeteria yeah. room with all the metal tables and chairs and they let people yep. sit across from each other. We did it last time too. We kind of like snuck a meetup like while she was in mm-hmm. there and it feels kind of like, oh no, so nobody can see us. Yeah, we're going to get busted. <laughs> oh, oh, crap. But honestly, like, what the hell are they going to do? Like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're immune to the shame that they I am immune on. to the shame. Yeah. I revel in it. Yeah. Shame me. <laughs> shame me, please. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like it's smooth sailing. Are you flipping your lid right now? What is it? You're at 37 weeks? Uh, yeah, 37 weeks. No, I'm not flipping my lid at all i'm honestly just ready for her to to be here Mm -hmm. i'm pretty preoccupied with a lot of other stuff like work and always mom being here and just coda in general so emma i think is just going to be like it's nice when she's finally like a part of everything yeah yeah that would be good but definitely no pressure like last time and no concern no worries yeah all right that's good. It sounds like mentally you're in a more prepared place, obviously, because you've got one kid under your belt. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. 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 It takes a lot of the stress away, I think. We'll see. Yeah. It's about a week and a half away, the C-section now. So coming up quick, I think before the next episode, actually, I'll have That's a kid. That's crazy. This is the last. This is like the bachelor party J-Pops episode. I guess so. Where you're, <laughs> you got to go wild. <laughs> I think I'm going to go wild this weekend. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that is this weekend. Yeah. Uh, beer festival coming up here in Kanazawa uh, this yeah. weekend. So we'll all be down there. This will come out after that. So don't join us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't even try it. And it's possible. <laughs> maybe the last time you hear from Mark and I alive after the beer festival. It's possible. Who's to say what's going to happen. Uh, I don't know. I don't know Crazy. where I'll end up. Philippines, yeah. maybe <laughs> you'll wake up in the Philippines. <laughs> My money's on the Philippines. I can proceed with Nico here if you mm. like. Yeah, how's he doing? He's good. He's still in the 18th month. Uh, his mm. aunt Paige and Uncle Matt visited, they were here for three or four days last right. week. And uh, Paige is famous for being on the first ever episode of the J right. attempting yeah. parenting in Japan. She was our guest and uh, she had worked for a couple of years as a uh, nursing manager at an IVF Mm. clinic. So we um, got all the info from her, but a little side info about that. Actually, Um, Paige herself is going to have a baby, right? As we record this, she's like 21 or 22 weeks and she's going to have the kid in late December sometime. I think it's uh, already scheduled, but this means that within our brothers and sisters, we've had kids in 2020. 2021, 2022, and now 2023. Hmm. So we've got four grandkids for all the grandparents. They've dropped right in a row, and the pressure's on the the brothers and sisters to see who's going to have the 2024 baby. Oh, so, man. So um, it could be anybody. It's a horse race right now, but, um, you yeah. know, 
how long can we keep the streak alive? Only time will tell. <laughs> Man, that's a lot of pressure on the family. You're like, every year, you're like, all right, somebody step up. Yeah, somebody <laughs> have another one. Are you doing your you're part? Like, I'm five deep. I'm done. Yeah, there's a lot of like Uncle Sam posters around. Like, I want you. At that point, though, the parents stop having kids and the kids start having kids. Oh, yeah. Right? There's Which, a crossover. It's like yeah. 20 years down the line. Yeah, if we can just make it another 20 years, <laughs> that's all it'll take. There's some young ones, um, so it could happen. Uh, that'd be a massive family. Can you imagine Jesus. the obituaries in the future survived by? That's a, whole, that's a town. Yeah, that's going to cost us. It was a nice visit with Aunt P. That's what I call her. Aunt P mm. and Uncle Matt. And it was fun. You know, my mom and her husband were here for two weeks. They left. Mm. A couple of days later, um, my sister Paige and her mm. husband show up. And uh, it's just been, you know, say three plus weeks of nonstop running around Kanazawa doing tourist attraction type stuff. And right. not only tourist attraction, but, you know, also going to the cool restaurants favorite yeah. places that's why we went to the bar a couple times and some mm. nicer restaurants so um i realized like this weekend coming up is going to be my first weekend weekend in a long time mm. uh, where i don't have a chock full of scheduled stuff with a van load of people so right. it'll be pretty relaxing it's the classic vacation from the vacation this weekend that'll be good yeah that's going to be pretty crazy i haven't had a week like that in a while yeah. We're just always on the move. Yeah. We had, yeah, I mean, three and a half in a row, I think. Um, yeah. It's got to throw Nico off a little bit. Yeah. It was strange when the aunt and uncle came, Nico's aunt and uncle, uh, he warmed up to them instantly. And I think it's because he had two weeks prior of grandmother, grandfather, you know. Right. So he was just totally used to somebody staying in the spare room and uh, being there when he woke up in the morning and being there when he went to bed at night. Nice. So then he was, I mean, from the first couple of hours, he was like, you know, being mm. held by uh, Aunt P. And Uncle Matt, and nice. he was saying their names, and he was just, like, right on board. Oh, that's cool. So I think he got over the hump, and he's good with people just popping by family, I guess. Uh, but now it's going to be a long time before it happens again, so he might cool off again. I don't know. Hmm. Anyhow, uh, that was a really nice visit, and uh, I, if I had my druthers, I would have somebody here 24 7 365 days a year i just wow. like having somebody in the guest room and then to kind of be there to spice things up and just like have more fun and get into more stuff it is nice having an extra person around even if they're yeah. like not part of everything all the time just like knowing that they could be it's nice yeah it's it's really fun it like gets you out of your normal routine and of course yeah. all the benefits for nico of uh, just having somebody else to interact with and yeah. seeing family and all that sort of thing. So that's my recap on the fam. I will say for Nico that he is an ABC machine these days. No more ABBs? Uh, well, still ABBs, but um, oh, okay. he's like, it's the only thing he wants to do 24-7. And <laughs> just after work, but before dinner, as soon as I got home, he was like, ABBs! ABBs, ABBs, <laughs> and he's like crying, and he's like, he wants the book, and he wants an ABC video on the TV simultaneously. Oh yeah, 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 he just he wants to see it all, 
and he's got to the point where he's he knows quite a few of them now and knows a lot of the words and stuff from the book and i swear to you we did immersive abcs for 40 minutes uh tonight wow. before dinner i mean 40 straight minutes i timed it and wow. then we had we had dinner as soon as we finished dinner he was on the floor again and he was like abbs <laughs> and uh he was shrieking and crying and holding the book and he just wants to read those damned abcs all the time You're like you got the book dude go for it <laughs> yeah you can basically read it at this point but he um it's I'm glad that he's into it because it seems like a good thing to learn. But I was saying to somebody earlier, like next week, it could be bubbles or something, you know, like you never know uh, what the kids are going to be into. Yeah. But just right now and when we recorded two weeks ago, uh, it's just been ABC central around here. And I like it. I mean, I like the ABC books we have. Mm. And I'm happy to sit with him for 40 minutes because it gets me out of doing other stuff. So, uh mm. Yeah, I love to sit there and read with him. Very precious time. Um, so I'm, right. I'm happy about it. It's just wild that he's this intensely focused on the alphabet as his favorite thing in the world. Mm. Is it weird that I like doing dishes sometimes to get a break? Yeah, <laughs> I like uh, <laughs> I like doing dishes and laundry for sure. But there's also the next level of like, I'm going to put on YouTube and curl up on the couch with a book. And if that's a children's book, and if that YouTube is for a toddler, it doesn't matter because it's still technically watching YouTube right. and uh, reading a book on the couch. And it's just, it's really fun. And it's like, it's precious. I think you should never take for granted, like, oh, uh, yeah. You know, he was sitting there tonight and his little hand was just on my forearm. Oh, like, yeah. And doesn't even wrap a third of the way around my forearm. Uh, and it's just like, well, I'm never going to see that again. Like, tomorrow he'll be a little bit bigger. And then yeah. uh, eventually he'll have me pinned down in the front yard, uh, punching me in the chest. <laughs> Pouring beer down your throat. Yeah. How do you like it? That was, <laughs> that was a, a, a norm reference for Brian there. Anyway, yeah, it was so, so much. Uh, it was so sweet. And I love doing that sort of thing. And yeah. it's, it's time well spent for sure. Yeah. So we got an ABC man at 18 months. It's all he wants to do or talk about. That's great. And... Nice. That little YouTube reference, that was a teaser, mind you, because mm, in Segmenton today, we're going to talk about YouTube channels for toddlers. Are you ready to go to Segmenton, my friend? I'm ready to go to SegmentTube. All right, everyone, tune in your sets. Twist your dials, adjust your rabbit ears, because we are turning on segment tube. Uh, I've got a list of five of what I consider great YouTube channels for toddlers, um, and I will share those and discuss them. Mark, how many do you have on your list? I have two that are the only two, basically, that I ever watch on YouTube okay. for toddler-specific stuff. Okay. Good, good. Well, I hope yeah. I don't step on your list with my expansive five-item list. I doubt uh, it. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are they Star Wars related? Because then, no, I wouldn't have seen. Ah, uh, no, but now I want to look. <laughs> yeah, you gotta look. maybe there's like a uh, Baby Yoda for babies. Who knows? There could be anything. Dude, there must be. It has to be. Absolutely. Uh, well, I'll do one or two, and then we can switch it up. First, obviously, how can you not mention Miss Rachel? Uh, the title of her YouTube channel is Miss Rachel hyphen 
which probably should be a dash. Get it together, Miss Rachel. Miss Rachel hyphen toddler learning videos. I highly recommend everyone go there. To me, there's a certain classification of video that's like catnip for a toddler. And it's not true across the board, but for Nico, it works like this. And there's like all these, you know, toddler oriented YouTube stars, but a lot of them are not doing educational stuff. They're just like colorful and ridiculous. Right. Uh, But Miss Rachel is threading the needle of like everything she does is sign language oriented, education oriented, colors, Mm. numbers, letters, emotions, all that sort of stuff, singing a lot of songs. And uh, it's got that, but then it's also fun and light and colorful. And somehow she has cracked the equation to make my child just stare dumbfounded at the screen for like tens of minutes at a time. I mean, he might hit an hour or something if we let him go just wow. watching and focused in slack. That's pretty amazing. Drooling. He loves Miss Rachel. And you don't feel so guilty because there's the edge of uh, aspect to it. So Man. I, I like Miss Rachel. Nico likes Miss Rachel. She's part of the household now. I, uh, we don't have, the success that you guys have with Miss Rachel. Yeah. We can get maybe like five, maybe 10 minutes mm-hmm. if we're also watching it with him mm-hmm. and making Coda watch it. But generally, he's like up and doing something else and just kind of not interested. Yeah. Today, I put it on for a bit and he watched a couple songs. There was like Wheels on the Bus. And then once the elephant song comes on, he's just bored. <laughs> and he's like, all right, I'm done. I don't like this one. Yeah. I don't think he likes elephants, though. No. Oh, well. There's a couple other. Um, we watch Paw Patrol sometimes, and there's an elephant that shows up in that occasionally, and it scares him. Mm. So he doesn't like elephants. Yeah. It's wild how kids at that age will get things that they just hate for no reason, like a yeah. certain song or a certain image on the screen. Yeah. Um, Nico has a few of those. He's turned on Elmo a few times. Like there's a certain song that oh, Elmo really? sings and he's like, no, no, no. <laughs> he just will not stand for Elmo singing this one song. Uh, I feel so, the same way. Yeah, I don't know where it comes from. <laughs> but uh, Rachel, she's getting the job done. She's I mean, good, though, I think. Yeah. If you can get your kid to watch Miss Rachel, I think that's that's pretty good. I'm a fan. Uh, the next one. And I'm just going to get the heavy hitters out of the way. Kind of obvious, but Sesame Street has a YouTube channel, obviously. Um, Okay. Yeah. Sesame Street is another one. Uh, You and I have talked about this before, but we're looking for English exposure opportunities for our kids. And Sesame Street has been on since I think 1969. And it's like unlimited uh, at this point, unlimited content. You could live your whole life and not watch all the Sesame Street. I think they, have just passed or are about to pass 5,000 episodes of Sesame Street. Wow. And it's it's pretty nuts. Uh, not all full episodes are on there, but they do, at the pace of about one a month or maybe two a month, they'll get it together and put a full episode up, and then you can go through the backlog and watch a lot of old full episodes, hmm. which are half-hour based, you know, with a little yeah. trimmed time. Uh, but then if you dive into the Sesame Street YouTube channel, there's, like, compilations of songs do you want to have Elmo singing songs? Do you want to see like when celebrities come by and sing songs or do you want to have songs right. just with Bert and Ernie or whatever? So your kid can really find their, their niche mm. and then the things that they like or songs about bedtime songs about ABCs, whatever. And it's all high quality Sesame street stuff. Sesame street of course came to fame in 69 because they were the first show that really 
um, they made a kid show, but they built it off school curriculums. And so they, you know, included all these educational aspects. And that's why they have letter of the day, number of the day, and they focus on, you know, different things about uh, different emotions and expressing mm. things. So Sesame Street's threading all the needles in terms of doing their educational stuff. And it's just like, doesn't get to be better quality than that. So I feel foolish now that I've like talked about the virtues of Sesame Street because I think everyone knows. But on the YouTube channel, you've got like any length of video you want from just a minute up to like two hours of different compilations. Right. There are some full episodes. There are compilations of stuff. They've got multiple countries, Sesame Streets. Mm. So if you search for it, you can even find if you wanted Japanese Sesame Street. And it's actually like not dubbed over, but there are videos of the Muppets with Japanese kids around singing Japanese songs and stuff. Oh, um, really? They make it here? Yeah, they do. I don't know if it's ex- as extensive as in the U.S., but they have like some little arm of Sesame Street that's Japanese. And they have uh, loads of them. I mean, there's like an India hmm. Sesame Street and uh, the country after country after country. So whatever you're looking for. So language, I mean, all that stuff. It's just all covered there. And it's all hmm. so high quality English exposure. So Very um, nice. That's my big recommendation. I'll get That's off cool. my YouTube channel soapbox now. And okay. uh, how about you? Well, I took this assignment in a totally different direction. Mm-hmm. And I focused it entirely on me. <laughs> okay. Good YouTube <laughs> for Mark. That's right. So uh, the first one that I tend to watch mm-hmm. for information about my toddler okay. is uh, is a lady called Emma Hubbard. And she's okay. an occupational therapist who mm-hmm. does a lot and a lot of videos on YouTube about like different things your toddler can go through or transitions or toys or ways to do things that help out around the house or and that kind of stuff. So it's very educational for the parent mm-hmm. rather than the kid. Yeah, I don't spend a lot of time. We We don't use YouTube a lot for CODA. We'll use it for like Peppa Pig, uh-huh. but generally like Miss Rachel comes on and it's very short lived and then something else is on. So any YouTube that I'll watch for kids is always just kind of educational for me. That's good. That's useful. I feel like um, I stopped with all the the books, like the what to expect books. I did I'll, too. I'll do a Google search uh, yeah. from time to time, but I've never gone into like parents of toddlers YouTube land before. It's an interesting landscape. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Uh, half anti-vaxxers, but then the other half are very useful. <laughs> very useful. Uh, my next one on my list, uh, this is something that struck me like it took me a while to to really land on this but he has a book of trucks that he likes and it's kind of it's not a pop-up mm. book but little panels slide over and shows different trucks and there's all these big construction vehicles and stuff and he likes this truck book and he likes to get in there and see them and then after like a month of him looking at the book i thought there must be youtube channels that are just showing construction equipments and like big trucks driving around like just doing the job like here's a dump truck and it's dumping dirt out and you watch that Mm. for a while and then just get the idea of how it actually works. Uh, So if you just type that into YouTube, you'll have unlimited options, but one of the good channels is called mega machines channel. Wow. And this one is interesting in that it's like no background music, no kids songs or anything, but sometimes they'll do up to like a two hour video and it's just, Mm. these are backhoes 
clearing out land and filling up dump trucks and the dump trucks drive away and then they fill up another one and that one drives away and it's just on a big cycle like strip mining and they'll just show you strip mining for two hours at a stretch and but that's like a little bit extreme but then you can see any kind of heavy construction you can see any vehicle you want to search for and you can just watch it do the job and nico like after looking at his trucks book was like what in the world (laughs) to see him actually yeah operate and to really flesh it out in his mind so occasionally we'll have the uh, mega machines channel on and just check out what they got going on Hmm. we can check that out i just got this like random image of like construction worker guys doing their job and some random dude with a video camera just following them yeah (laughs) Yeah. like because that's basically what it is right yeah just (laughs) trespassing on the construction site it's uh i think some of it's by drone or it's like just a stationary camera on the work um but then they do sometimes get down and show the guy operating from inside the cab and kind of get all facets of it but it's I don't know if it's specifically even for kids. I think it's just anybody who wants to see trucks <laughs> like because there there's no music hmm. and there's no like cartoon character introducing it or anything. It's just them doing the work. Yeah. Well, I was telling you before, like the my my friend's kid, he loves trains and it'll just be videos of like actual freight trains just running. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, yeah, there's market for everyone, I guess. It's crazy because like in a vacuum i'd be like who's gonna watch this yeah and then it's like hundreds of thousands of views and yeah. i'm watching it you know yeah uh but it's it's interesting to see too it's also not instructional like they're not trying to teach you how to operate it it's just like you hear the noise of the machine but nobody's saying anything it's just going right so it's a weird peaceful kind of thing a little asmr action going yeah. on too asmr uh manly edition <laughs> uh, the next one is Dr. Seuss, um, another heavy hitter, big name, but this is another thing where you've got the Dr. Seuss book, and then at a certain point you realize this is a really famous book. It has to Mm. be read by someone on YouTube, and then you learn, oh my god, there's an actual Dr. Seuss channel, and they read the books, and they do it very professionally, and like Uh they animate the pictures a little bit, so... Hmm. Then I think your kid enjoys the pictures in the book and then again sees them on the screen and they're moving a little bit and it really holds their attention. Uh, But this is one where like Dr. Seuss itself is a channel, but you can also just type in like Dr. Seuss and the book title and there'll be loads of people who have done it themselves. And I would encourage you to click around because as we all know, Nico's an ABC fanatic and there's Mm. a book that his favorite book in the world is Dr. Seuss's ABC. Wow. Uh, so that book has been done over and over by different people, all of them with different like animation skills and different ideas hmm. of how to make this book kind of come to life. So each one you watch, it's his favorite book, but the characters are moving in a different way, have a different voice or gotcha. uh, just slide around the screen or somebody's computer animated them out. So it gives a lot of life to all of your books. Hmm. And I noticed that Nico, I follow along in the book and his eyes are going from the book to the screen, book to the screen. And he wants to like sync everything up. That's cool. He really gets into the whole experience. Are you watching regular YouTube or are you watching like YouTube kids for this? I have not set up YouTube kids. So I just go on my account and then. uh, So you're getting tons of ads then too, right? Yeah, there are ads that pop in there for sure. Does he do you lose him or does he freak out or is he used to ads now? There's always a skip within like five seconds. So I think it's it was maybe jarring. It's like a little bit sad because he's memorized some of the commercials. 
Yeah. And you're like, don't waste your time on that kid. But <laughs> there's a commercial with a baby in it and the baby shows up at about four or five seconds. Oh. And when the first screen pops up, the first like image of that commercial, Nico says, baby, because he knows that baby's coming. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man, I've made him memorize a commercial. That's right. horrible. But I need to set up YouTube kids and get out of the commercial game a little bit. Yeah, it's nice not having ads. And I don't know if they will eventually, but so far we haven't seen any ads using YouTube kids. That's good. It's been pretty nice. And even if they do use ads, like I'm sure they'll be more tailored to like a G audience. Uh, I have one more YouTube channel that I watch personally. And this is called How to Dad. Okay. And it is just a... New Zealand dude who is hilarious. <laughs> like if you're familiar with like Flight of the Concords and their style of humor. Yeah. Like I think you'll appreciate this guy. It's very deadpan, very sarcastic and just very like it's very good for any yeah. parent who's like dealing with stuff. He pretty much just makes fun of everything. That's excellent. <laughs> How to dad. How to dad. Some awesome new zealander that's right uh that sounds good i will check it out i love new zealanders yeah always have i've got one more oh you do yeah this is not a channel per se but just an idea of what to do on youtube it's not great to have your kid totally engrossed in television obviously all the time mm. um, you want them to uh, there's a class of videos that's not the toddler catnip where the kid kind of watches it and then after five minutes tunes out and starts running around the house and that's kind of nice uh, if you choose the right video. And my mm. recommendation here is to watch full live shows of a band that you like and think is kind of like mood appropriate for your toddler. Oh, so okay. my go-to here is Vampire Weekend because the songs mm. are like peppy and kind of happy sounding and um, like not okay. nothing scary happens. Nobody screams or anything like that. So, uh, we'll put on like a one hour YouTube video of vampire weekend playing live. And I feel like the kid is hearing some music and he can kind of dance around if he wants to, Mm. uh, but also sees like what a band is and sees instruments being played and starts Mm. to get a sense of how all that stuff works. Um, Nico is a big live music fan. If we ever have like, if there's a performance out where we are, we'll stop and watch it. And he focuses right in on it. Um, Just within this last week, we were downtown in Kanazawa and there was like a, random acapella group show with like five acapella groups they would all do a couple songs and leave so we sat down and we watched like two or three acapella groups just sing songs Mm. and nico was transfixed the entire time and uh bobbing around and doing his little baby dances and stuff interesting so even that i mean just any kind of music if somebody's up there being loud then he wants to watch it Hmm. so um he likes to see a live show, but he's not going to stare dead-eyed at a band playing for an hour and right. five minutes in. But then I feel like it's you know filtering in and he's having a good time listening to music after that. Coda's like that with all of the things he watches on TV. Uh-huh. Like you won't, you won't see him just sitting there for any more than a minute probably yeah. before he's getting up, walking around the table, going to the other end of the room, but still kind of watching the show that's on. Yeah. He's a very active TV watcher. Yeah, that's a good way to be. Um, it's always, it's such a double-edged sword. You see the kid like watching TV intently right. and you're like, oh, I can go do something. 
he's not uh, being needy toward me right now. But then at the right. same time, you feel like you're, oh, I'm not doing anything with him and he's just uh, absorbed. Yeah. We reserve the TV time for usually after dinner and after we've had a walk outside. So it's like maybe an hour in the evening time and that's kind of mm-hmm. it. That's good. We may be optimistically it's an hour less per day mm. may go over in some cases but yeah yeah that's probably a good uh limit to set i should have the paper in front of me but i was just reading that if you're doing more than an hour of any kind of screen time with kids it's kind of detrimental mm-hmm. to them so yeah that's where that's why i try to max it at an hour a lot sometimes it goes over obviously good call well, that's been an informative segment tube, everybody. You're welcome. You're welcome. We can head on to Japati. Let's hit it up, Japati. Welcome. The uh, Japanese of the day today is Bachichi. Bachichi. This is a ba, followed by the small su character, which indicates a slight pause. Mm. And then a, a chi, also followed by the small su character, indicating a second pause. And then another chi. So it's ba-chi-chi, ba-chi-chi. And it means dirty. <laughs> so The way I, you're saying it makes me think that too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. Little ASMR for Mark. Mm. Thank you. Uh, it's... Uh, <laughs> It's about <laughs> Chi-Chi's dirty when, like, this happens when, you know, in Japan, a lot of, like, shoes are considered to be hideously, disgustingly dirty. So a kid will, like, oh. pick up the bottom of a shoe and rub his hands on it and stuff. Oh, and, yeah. Like, bachichi, bachichi, or anything that happens on the floor, um, the parents will, will jump on them and tell oh, them okay. it's dirty. And bachichi is the word to use. It's a, a childlike version or kind of a slangish childish version of the adjective bachi and bachi also means dirty but that's more of like a normal standard japanese so that's ba with a little tsu the little pause and then chi with the e at the end mm. so bachi and uh, I that see. converts into bachi chi Hmm. This makes sense why you never see bocce ball in this country. Yeah, bocce ball. Oh, they wrote it <laughs> off as soon as they heard about it. They read the label and said, get it out of here. Not in our pristine parks. Not in Japan. No, no, no. Um, I think that uh, bachichi caught on because kids can say those sounds. Like ba right. is pretty easy and then chichi is pretty easy. So uh, that's the kid's version. And yeah. That's what every parent says to their kid and what the kids. That makes be. sense. So that's some useful Japati. I learned that in the last couple of weeks just by hearing it um, shouted at Nico from various people when oh. he tries to pick up something that he shouldn't. He was getting the bachichi from everybody. Mm, interesting. Um, that's all for Japati. Let's do a McQuiffy. You got one this week? Yes. My McQuiffy, as always, is prefaced by a short story. Um <laughs> The McQuiffy is basically, though, have you purchased or have you had to hold yourself back from purchasing anything absolutely ludicrous for your child? But I think the distinction is like you see it and you have the impulse of like, 
oh yeah, I'm going to get that, obviously. But then you catch yourself and you're like, that's the stupidest thing. Why would I buy that? But you do have that impulse of wanting to get it for the kid. Mm. The thing for me was yesterday, I was in the hard off, comp off, kimono off, everything off that's near my house. Mm -hmm. And there was like, you know, those massive Costco teddy bears? That oh yeah, they're always I'm gonna there. buy one of those. Yeah, one day I will own <laughs> that bear. It wasn't as big as that. Those things are probably like six feet tall, eight feet tall, or something. Those are monstrous. Uh, but right. this was maybe like a four to five foot tall in the same vein as that huge Costco bear. It was an Elmo, and it was oh. that big and that fluffy and this big fat Elmo. And I saw it. It's used, obviously. <laughs> so, like, I don't know, a huge used stuffed animal. It's like, what have you absorbed over the years? Oh, no. Is there but... a zipper in the back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm Halloween. Um, so I saw it. And just my initial inclination was, well, I have to get that for Nico. He loves Elmo. He right. can say Elmo's name. Right. And he, this would blow his mind to see this huge Elmo. And I'm going to get it. And then it, like, I just made the decision and within five seconds, I was like, that's the dumb, like to buy an enormous stuffed animal. And I realized, How much was it? I didn't even check. Didn't even look. I just, what? I saw it, decided I was going to get it, decided I was not going to get it. And I moved on. But wow. like, I remember a couple of years ago, I would see the huge teddy bears at Costco. Yeah. Like who is buying these enormous teddy It's ridiculous. You're in a <laughs> Japanese house. That's one room gone to the teddy bear. You only had two to begin with. And like, I thought that's the dumbest thing. And then I was right there mentally. I was, yeah. I flipped and I'm right there with them now. I'll do it. You know, but I just, I caught myself barely. Yeah. I'm always on the verge, especially mm -hmm. with those teddy bears. Mm -hmm. Like Moe, I think is the one that holds me back from buying that because that's obviously so big. You can't not like sneak that one yeah. into the kid's room and then yeah. just be like her see it one day. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's going to take up a part of the couch. <laughs> Where do we get this? Who gets this to us? That's not going to happen. Yeah. Just no. going to be right to the fury. Yeah. Um, I will get one though someday. <laughs> You've got a big house. You yeah. could use the carpool lane with that bear. Um, yeah. He could fill up that area under your stairs. You wouldn't have to make the shelves. Just put the bear there. You know, that's something I haven't thought about in a long time is a carpool lane. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> we don't have them here. Yeah, it doesn't and... exist. You're lucky to have a lane in Japan. I know you like to pull the trigger on a purchase. Um... Yeah. If I've thought that there's even a remote possibility that something could be a good idea someday, I'll <laughs> likely have already bought it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's Consumer 101 right there. That's impressive. That's right. Although not the teddy bear, obviously. And I think yeah, that's a great idea. Yet. You so. need that's more you gotta do some chess moves to get that teddy bear in the house. You gotta really figure it out. You know, I just gotta wait because like Costco eventually everything goes on clearance. Yeah. So you just gotta wait till you see that seven at the end of it. And yeah. then you're like, oh well, now's the time. Taking that bear home for two thousand yen. You tipped me off to that, by the way. I didn't know the seven at the end of a Costco price means that it's on clearance. Oh no. You told me that. I bought yeah. a jacket there last season and then I said it was like so cheap I couldn't afford not to buy it. And you said, Was there a seven at the end? And I said, How did you know? And uh, <laughs> I didn't know that that was the Costco deal. It's crazy. Yeah. That's a little pro tip for everyone out there. Uh, you did mention that you bought the trailer for your bicycle. And um, right. But that's, uh, I, I was saying before, that's such a legit thing because you can use that for camping or whatever. 
it'll probably get, I mean, yeah, limited use. That wasn't really like a spontaneous purchase either. I like, I researched that for like a couple weeks and I was looking at different places and I compared and then I pulled the trigger. So, yeah. And as you told me, how many times have you used it? I've used it once. Okay. In six months. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But to be fair, like we've been sick probably four of those months (laughs) and then the other months have been summer where you just don't go outside yeah so i haven't had a chance to use it yet i'm hoping in the fall i can get him around but now i've got the brompton with a child carrier and on the handlebars Mm -hmm. and we go right around with that every night so now he's in that so i don't know if i could even get him back into the carrier uh, yeah. behind because he's so used to being in the handlebar position life in the fast lane up there snow going back yeah similarly i made the cornhole boards this is not uh anything to do with nico but um it was one <laughs> of my projects that i was working on i just really wanted to get done before everybody came over for uh, the vacations to stay mm. with us so i was just gun and i mean every spare moment it's like gotta get some working on those you're cornhole a, boards gotta you're a big cor- cornholer i'm a i'm a long time cornholer mark um <laughs> and uh shameless cornholer and uh you know i um i kind of uh i only semi-retired from cornhole i like to keep a hand in but um <laughs> i <laughs> it's good <laughs> so but i made the boards how many times have i used the boards zero Oh, really? Yeah, two, three months. Haven't even done a test throw on the boards. Uh, But I did everything, man. I I mean, they're like sanded, handles cut into them, painted, uh, like varnished everything. They're these beautiful, beautiful, I I was going to say store quality, but they're better than store quality. It's like craftsman level cornhole boards, if I may (laughs) toot my own horn for my first woodworking project. But uh, Toot your cornhole. Yeah, I, um, <laughs> I uh, have not played on them at all. So someday, it's a lot like your trailer, though. When we have a thing out at a park again in better weather, right. then I'll have the cornhole boards out and we'll all play. It'll yeah. be a great time. The timing that everybody came was not cornhole weather. It was sunny, but it was miserable sunny. Yeah, You're not going to go spend more than five minutes outside without being done. Yeah. So, yeah, that's oh. a fall activity for sure. Yeah, it would have been awful. I sure as hell showed them to everybody who came and visited the house. Nice. I've, uh, I sent pictures to you, showed them to Joe, mm. showed them to all of our guests here in the house. It's like my my pride and joy. Hanging on the wall. <laughs> yeah. If you don't introduce Nico, you just show the boards. Yeah, first. the boards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and these are Nico's inheritance, the cornhole boards. Um, oh, yeah. And this is Nico. This is Nico, <laughs> who will someday inherit the boards. But back to the boards. Um, yeah. So uh, that happens. I spent like the equivalent of a huge purchase uh, on the the wood and the tools and the time yeah. to make it. But uh, it's it has gone wanting. The wood, the wood price right now alone is, is yeah, enough. It's, yeah, it's pretty silly. Well, good, good question. I think it's been answered. Yes, thank you. Uh, on to dad jokes. How many of them do you have? I got two. I've got two as well. Mm. Uh, you, 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 I you, can me? go. Okay. I got mugged by six dwarves last night. Mm-hmm. Not happy. <laughs> ah, uh, that's good 
that's good. Yeah. Uh, that's really good. Um, I was really trying to, I was like, he got mugged by only half the dwarves. And I was like, wait, are there 12 dwarves? <laughs> 12. And then I was so lost. I couldn't think of anything with that joke, but uh, it all came together. All right. Uh, this one, this is an original. I just thought of this while I was looking for dad jokes. And then this one sprang into my mind. Mm. Why did the lumberjack go to the hospital? Mm. Lumberjack go to the hospital. I don't know. He had an accident. Oh, I knew it was X something. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Very nice. Sorry about the chair squeak. It's really stepped on my accident joke. I accidented all over it. Um, okay. The guy who invented Ovaltine made loads of money. He's now a multi-millionaire. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Ripped from today's headlines. <laughs> The Ovaltine joke, 1950s. Yeah, I was uh, gonna. I wasn't sure if you were gonna even catch the Ovaltine reference, but yeah. I figured you would know. Yeah, I only know it because of a Christmas story. Literally, uh, nobody else listening is gonna be like. They're gonna be like, "What the hell is Ovaltine?" What? Ovaltine. <laughs> and then the malt is even worse. Yeah, it's a great joke. Okay. This one is also substance related. Uh, I I just watched a documentary on marijuana. From now on, I think I'm going to watch all documentaries that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that wraps it for today, right? Yes, sir. All right. Well, thank you for listening. We hope this week's episode was informative and interesting. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to us either on the site formerly known as Twitter at the JPops podcast or by email at info at the jpops.com and we'll talk to you next time or the whole time <laughs>